up, kid. All I gotta say is what we say is cheating. Scuttlebutters, and welcome to Sounder Scuttlebutt, presented by yours truly, Aaron Langley, and your Alliance Council President, Cameron Collins. What is up, everybody? Excited to be here, man. This is, this, I, I am, I can't even tell you what it means to me that we're talking about a San Jose game. I will tell you, actually, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> uh, well, I can't I tell you. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not normally, I guess, the general John Q, John Sound Republic, uh, excited for San Jose and the Who Cares, Who Caritage, Who Caritage Cup. Man, that sounded a lot cooler in my head. Uh, <laughs> it sounded cool until you stopped yourself. You should have just ridden with it. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, you do have some history in San Jose in the Bay Area, so I can understand that. Share it, share it with us later. But some things we're going to talk about this episode, we have to talk about the uh, the Little Sounders winning mm-hmm. the GA, GA Cup, right? Yep. G- Generation Adidas Cup, back-to-back with a, a few years gap, thanks to thanks to the COVIDs. Um, we're going to mention that. I, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but it is Sounders adjacent, Macklemore and Marshawn. The Marshawn, don't no, no last name needed, are now uh, minority owners of the Kraken. Yeah, we can talk about that so too. That sounds awesome. And of course, we got to talk about what's going on with the the U.S. Open Cup and the Cup sets that have been going on. I mean, I made some notes about what I knew about a few hours ago, um, but since then, more more has gone on. So that should be fun, Scuttlebutt, to talk about. But of course, we got to talk about that Miami game. Mm, really. Oh, we don't have to talk much about it. Maybe is we'll put in as much effort in as the entire Sounders did, right? Um, well, that's a bad way to put it. <laughs> they everyone tries hard, but um, that wasn't that wasn't a full squad, right? We know that. No, it was it was we had one starter in that match, right? And then and then of course San Jose. So why don't we why don't we get after it? Do you want to you want to get right into the little Sounders? Yeah, let's 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 talk about the fact that we are back to back. U17 generation Adidas Cup champions while missing the two best players from that team, Obed Vargas and Reed Baker Whiting. Reed Baker Whiting. Reed got called up mid tournament to come to the Sounders because of uh, playing all the backups so he could be on the bench. And I don't think he was, though, over the weekend, but maybe he will be in the upcoming weekend. Uh, They were dominant. I don't know if you caught any of it. Did you get to watch any of the tournament? I mean, it was. I, I I I didn't watching no following just social media and, and the yeah. kids yeah I mean I have my own kids so doing this podcast along with life fills <laughs> my time like yeah. literally I do I do the editing and stuff like that and, and try to keep up with social so just anything anything else is me coloring on the floor <laughs> so. <laughs> well the, it was a great cup run it was a it was just you know they they beat some really big teams. They beat Monterey. Uh, wow. and, then they, and, and then in the final, of course, they beat another team from Mexico, which was, was it Tigres? I can't Tigres, remember which I one. Believe. 
<laughs> there was two teams from Mexico that were on the other side of the bracket. Uh, the game I watched uh, a little bit of that Tigres game, but uh, the game I actually watched almost all of was the one that was before the Sounders Inter Miami match, which was Baby Sounders versus Baby Inter Miami, where uh, Inter played pretty well and hung with the Sounders until one of their players decided to punch one of our players in the back there in the semifinal and got a red card. Punched and then, him in the back. Yeah. And then that's, we were awarded. That sounds so high school. <laughs> They're seventeen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds, right? They got they got their hormones hormones raging, and he decided to punch the dude in the back. And uh, we ended up getting drawing a penalty shortly thereafter. Went up one nothing, and then uh, scored the uh, get goal to put it away two nothing later on. And um, you know, it was uh, it was a great match. And and again, we have seen the youth of the Sounders show the promise. Because let's think about the last time they won, who was on that squad? Well, that would be Danny Leva. Mm -hmm. That would be Josh Atencio. Mm -hmm. That would be uh, Ocampo Chavez. Uh, Just tons of players like that who are now playing for the first team Sounders. Yeah. And and like you said, it it was Monterey, it was Tigres. There are international clubs, not international teams, but, you know, internet clubs from from Europe, from South America that are bringing their academies to this tournament. So this isn't right. just playing um, Inter-Miami's academy that's only been around for a couple of years. These are academies with a foundation of pumping out talent. Absolutely. We're and, up there. No, we've won. We've won the We're last not even up there. We are on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are it. Uh, you know, what, what was pretty amazing was um, it, it was, uh, oh, it was River Plate that, that lost to Tigres, actually. So it was an Argentinian squad, not two Mexican teams. I apologize for that. Uh, but what was amazing was River Plate beat, beat Man United in the quarterfinals. And the coach of Man United said, look, we are playing in the final for the U-17s in all of the FA, in all of the teams in England. And River Plate was better than us. That is a good team. Now, Tigres went on to beat them, and we beat Tigres. So, by uh, the transitive property of uh, you're yeah, better than the team we beat, out there. yeah, we are as good, if not better, than one of the best teams in England right now with our youth squads. And you've got to give a huge shout-out to Garth Rogerway for putting this together. You know, um, I remember at one point he talked about how, you know, the further you went down in our club – from U-17s, U-15, 14, 12, whatever it is, uh, the higher the ceiling those players have because they continue to bring them in and in. And we see it now where you have Obed Vargas, who is, what, 16, playing with the Sounders. He joined the academy at 14 and now is 16 years old and starting for the MLS team. Well, legit starting, too. I mean, there there is – he's competing for minutes. He's not just in there because we have to fill a spot without putting a starter. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, and it's, it's just, it's wonderful. I'm really excited for for the fact that we, we continue to have these youth players come up and they, they've been the only thing that has saved us from injuries over the last two years, last year in the first quarter or whatever, how far we are into this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a huge shout out to, to, you know, everyone that's working in that program Huge shout out to Wade Weber at Tacoma Defiance who worked with a bunch of those kids before they went off to the cup uh, and to Garth for really putting this 
you know, emphasis on the youth system together. He had it when he was in RSL where then they had the best youth squad in the country and he's come here and created the Beth youth squad in, in MLS. So uh, it's much more expensive to develop players for us in the United States than it is even in Mexico. I think the number we've read is something like it costs four times the amount of dollars to do it. Hmm. So the fact that we're able to then win these tournaments with all that added cost compared to what these other teams are putting together is, is pretty impressive. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big ups to, to the Sounders organization and big ups to the kids, man. That's good for them. Super stoked for us. Couldn't be happier. Um, Gotta love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gotta love it. <laughs> That's not their slogan. Yeah, words are close enough. Um, should we talk? I mean, you got a you got a relationship with Macklemore. Do should we? That that's pretty cool. That Macklemore and Marshawn are are joining joining the Kraken. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta love Marshawn, right? He, he, did you see he the is, video? Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, the yeah. Zamboni I mean, video doing donuts. He's the so young, awesome as a young hyena. <laughs> and and talk about what a smart move by the Kraken. You know, in a, in a year where they've struggled in a year where everyone wanted them to live up to the hype of Vegas coming into the league. And they obviously couldn't partially because they weren't going to draft the same way, but also because the rest of the league saw what Vegas did and didn't make the same kind of trades because they weren't going to let Seattle do what Vegas did. Right. And so it's, it's been kind of a bummer of a year from a hockey perspective, but still every game I've been to is fun. I've season tickets. It's super fun. So they brought up their number one draft pick, uh, and then they added a couple well-known Seattle people to be owners. And I just, it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I've known Macklemore for years and years. I used to, I remember working the door at one of his shows at, uh, what's that place? Spot over in Fremont. And uh, there was maybe like 12 Nectar. people at the show. Nectar. Nectar. Yep. Nectar. Maybe 12 people there at the time to see him. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked, I've sold, I've been... I ran his merch booth at uh, a show with at Chop Suey with uh, Gray Skull before, and that was a ton of fun. And I've just known him forever. We used to live in the same apartment complex. I was his lawyer for a long time. And, uh, you know, I think people hate on him a lot, but they don't know what he's doing. They don't realize behind the scenes he's, you know, helping in youth programs, that he's helping, like, Seattle musicians step up and be able to continue to develop their craft. Or, you know, now he's co-owner of the Sounders and co-owner of the Kraken, which is amazing. You know, here's a guy who grew up loving Seattle sports and is living the dream, right? He's actually being able to, how much would you love to own like a Seattle sports team? Right. Chris Hansen, take notes. Right. (laughs) been a dream since I was a little kid. Um, The Chris Hansen who would own the Sonics, not the other Chris Hansen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Take a seat. (laughs) <laughs> so so yeah it's 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 super exciting and you know it, it, it kind of coincides with at the same time i just got involved with the new minor league basketball team pro basketball team that's coming to seattle the seattle Superhawks that are going to debut next year um mm-hmm. i'm i'm part of the little team that's helping make that happen so uh just super exciting time for seattle sports where you bring in cool owners we have new sports coming we got hockey this year we're getting minor league basketball next year in a couple of years, we're getting a professional cricket team. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Seattle's a sports town. 
I did not know you were getting involved with that, let alone I didn't know that that was happening. But camera, I, I have to reiterate, uh, half the time I'm on the floor coloring, I don't have time for an <laughs> scuttlebutt and a Superhawk scuttlebutt. So let's, right. go with, well, let's go with F1 first. We'll get that on F1, the and then we'll go to Superhawks later. And we'll figure it out, yeah. Yeah, definitely when Superhawks come, we're not sure where they're going to play yet, but uh, you'll want to be there because uh, it's going to relive all the old days of the Sonics and bring out all the classic players to, to celebrate. So it's going to be a, a Seattle basketball party. Cool. That's awesome. Um, we we got to talk about the open cup. We got to talk about open cup. So let me run wild, through wild weekend. Let me run through the, the top weekend, week, three week. cup sets. <laughs> yeah. Week. Um, let me, let me talk about the, these three real quick. Cause they're big. And then you can follow me up with what's happened since I took these damn notes. Yeah. So Detroit city FC beats Columbus crew. 2-1. So, again, Open Cup, If you, you got to know what it is if you're listening to us. But if you don't know, this is 103 American teams from Pro-Am to, to MLS, right? But like and Literally, you and I can form a team and at the lowest level enter the competition and go. And we can be in it, right? Yeah. And so Detroit City FC, they're in the USL Championship, but they're still an underdog. They beat the Columbus Crew. Columbus crew have beaten us fairly recently. Um, so they're not a bad team, um, but they are in, also in the MLS. So that that's ridiculous. And that came, I think they scored the game winner from a penalty in the 85th minute. So a late goal craziness. Uh, Chicago Fire lost to Union Omaha in USL League One. They tied 2-2, but went lost 4-5 in penalties. And I guess the second goal, the equalizer, for Union came in the stoppage time of the second extra time period. Literally, twenty-second minute. Ridiculous stuff. And also, so they, he committed a handball on the play uh, right before Andrew, or a player for for uh, Omaha did. So the goal should have never counted in the first place to make it even more wild. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. So so what a wild game there, and and poor poor. Um, Chicago fans, such such a bummer. And also, weirdly, Omaha. Well, they, actually, they've been pretty good this year. They they've tied a ton of games. They're in the playoffs right now. Their coach is Edra Hendrickson, former oh, assistant yeah. coach for the Sounders and and coach for uh, Seattle Sounders too. But weirdly, the Omaha players went and taunted the Chicago fans after the game, even though they didn't like say anything in the whole game. And uh, Chico's, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Rafael Chico's, who scored both penalties for Chicago, actually came and, and defended the fans. So kind of a, an all-around wild finish there at the end of that game with Omaha, you know, Omaha scoring late on a controversial goal, going through on penalties, and then running up and taunting the opposing team's fans. Seems, seems weird, but um, I guess they hadn't heard the phrase, act like you've been there before. Right, yeah, thank you, yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. I was like, come on, guys. Um, yeah. Okay, well. But, Chicago, but then, still, that's... crazy result. Crazy result for Chicago to get knocked out by Omaha there. And and some news that might lead a little bit into what we are eventually going to talk about here. But we'll come back to it later. But San Jose did win their U.S. Open Cup game 5-0 with their new coach. Yeah, that's interesting. Almeida got fired. How do you feel about that? I mean, you know he was leaving before the season, right? He pretty much said, why am I here? I don't want to be here. I want to move on, but I'm here, and our team's terrible. 
So I didn't know he said that. Yeah, so, I'm sure you're so, paraphrasing, but yeah, I didn't know. He yeah, said that's, that. but but he pretty much said our team sucks. So in 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 not those words, but made it clear that's how we felt. So I'm not surprised he's gone. We knew he was going to leave. Things have been a disaster. So that, that you get a little bit of a boost in those games, but also they were playing Bay Cities. They weren't playing that's opponent true. that up to their level. So it's it's going to be interesting to see that how probably mostly our backups can do. But you're right, five nothing over Bay Cities yesterday. So what are some other highlights that I didn't take note of? Well, I mean, one nothing yesterday, Galaxy over San Diego Loyal, which is only interesting because it. Uh, First off, it was close. But secondly, yeah. that's Landon Donovan Landon. as the coach at San Diego Loyal going back to play his own team, the old team, the LA Galaxy. Today, though, we had some wild games with uh, Rochester, New York, <clears throat> winning over Clarkson SC Eagles, South Carolina Eagles, 4-3 in penalties. Uh, Rochester had a red and still made it through. Richmond kickers beat Carolina Dynamo, you know, a couple – USL quality teams. We saw a bunch of New York Red Bulls, uh, um, Minnesota, Atlanta, Orlando, Charlotte, all make it through as expected. A couple crazy games, though. We had San Antonio beating Austin 2-1 to one mm-hmm. with some great goals from San Antonio at the uh, – or saves from the San Antonio goalie at the end there. And, of course, Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Beating Real Salt Lake one nothing, crazy, love it. Hailstorm that is totally like an eighties hairband. I'm going to see uh, one of those types of bands later on this year at Climate Pledge. A band called Iron Maiden. They're more metally hair, but still. Oh, uh, I'm going with you. I'm figuring. That Are you out. going? To- I'm figuring <laughs> okay. That out. Yeah, I'm figuring it out. Off, so, off, off mic, we'll talk about that. U.S. Open Cup, awesome. Um, next round, I think, is where the Sounders come into it, if I'm correct, fourth round. So uh, we will see. Uh, I'm assuming we have to play one of these teams. I can't. I'm, I can't believe they would put us up against Portland in this in in the next round. We would have to play a winner from one of these rounds, and and who knows. Um, you'd have, I'm assuming West coast. So it's in, it's going to end up being someone like Phoenix or LAFC or LA galaxy or yeah, we'll do our homework. Yeah, we'll do our we'll homework for the out. next, for the next, well, not the next show actually, because as a, as we're recording this, we have already had a wonderful conversation with, uh, Nicholas Biella of, yeah. He's the, the president of AO Seattle. He he helps out with ECS travel. He doesn't run it, but he you know he's a volunteer for them, and he's a secretary of the Alliance Council and secretary of Alliance Council. Yeah, so we actually talked a lot of Pumas with him, and, a lot of away stories. Yeah, and, he runs. Let's not forget ECS Publi. Yeah, so, so we 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 talk we talk more about about that stuff uh, in that show. Um, but so our next next show is my point. We'll we'll talk. Yeah. We'll guess a little bit more about US Open Cup, but we have too much on our plate right now. To really right. digest Sounders, he was open cup. But to get back to some Sounders and lead into um, what's you know the games that happened, the game that happened against Miami yeah. and the game yeah. against San Jose. There's some stuff that happened in power rankings that I want to mention, and um, <laughs> the, I don't know if anyone anyone really saw these these power rankings, but they're 
but they are the podcast power rankings. And despite our last episode's kind of gaff we had for a couple minutes there, uh, we're number one in that in that power rankings. But also the Sounders are number one in the MLS power rankings. Number one in the MLSsoccer.com power rankings. Hell but, yeah, we invented it. But where are we in the ESPN power rankings, I ask? Not, not worth it. 20th? We dropped from 12th to 20th. We are 20th in the ESPN rankings. Now, obviously, they're using different uh, ways of determining the power rankings, but that's wild to me. That's yeah. just wild. And the world erupted. The, the soccer, the MLS soccer world erupted when they saw that. And and I put one of my most popular tweets of all time uh, out there. And I, I'll mention this in the next episode. So just uh, do something else when you listen to our, our Pumas episode. But I, I, my opinion is that this is the, these are the teams you don't want to play against. When, when all, mm-hmm. all things are square, all things are even, one off, the power rankings are teams you don't want to play against. The first one being the Sounders and unbiased. I, I, I know other fans that are uh, so unbiased for me. I, I wouldn't want to play us. I know other fans. I have friends that are other fans that are, yeah, you guys are the truth. So I totally, I, I totally agree with it. And I don't, I get why it's, it can be kind of trolly clickbait. But if you actually think about it, it's like, yeah, guys, look at everything that we've had to do. And to the point that we're in the CCL final and we're favorites, that's a good football team. And we're playing, we're basically playing the MLS season while we're doing a tournament, not doing a tournament while we're playing the MLS season, right? Our priority right. is get right. to the final. And yeah, I, we, we're 20th, I guess, if you just want to tunnel vision MLS and not know anything else that's going on in the, in the soccer world. But I'm here for it, man. Numero what's, uno. Numero uno. What's fascinating is MLS soccer says we're number one, even though we're yeah. focusing on the CONCACAF Champions League. Exactly. Yet yeah. ESPN, that isn't MLS, is only focusing on the MLS games. Yeah, that, that, I mean, big ups to our league then. Thank you for the the recognition. Um, I mean, we, we invent finals, we invent power rankings, we invent soccer. So, go Sounders, and we go. We invented the Heritage Cup along with San Jose and a bunch of other teams that don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't even understand that. Like, I do, I understand it, but like... It, it seems like it's the only trophy that San Jose could ever actually try to achieve. So that's why it's a thing. Right. What's well, the, what's the other club? The, the Portland. I mean, a, a, the heritage cup was conceived and designed by San Jose earthquakes fans, Rob Stevenson, and was commissioned by San Jose's soccer Silicon Valley community foundation in collaboration with the Sounders supporters. Uh, it began in 2009 when the expansion Seattle began to play becoming the second MLS team named after their North American soccer league counterpart, San Jose uh, being the first when they inherited earthquakes in time for the 2000 season. So um, the competition overall stats, they look at it, U.S. Open Cup, but you can look at WSA playoffs, WACS, WSA, and WSL uh, matches, and of course, NASL matches. All time, uh, Seattle has 34 wins, San Jose has 25 wins, and there are 14 draws. Is it just us two? Yeah, just uh-huh. us two. Cute. All right. So in the NASL era, uh, 
they, I mean, it was, it, we, we had some good luck for a while, but then San Jose dominated through the late seventies uh, until about, well, until about 78 when we took over. So, uh, and then you see FC Seattle involved, then Seattle storm involved. Uh, and then um, they actually played a uh, Seattle Sounders, San Jose earthquake games in 2003 at Husky stadium of all places. Mm. So We've seen we've seen some uh, wild wild games, uh, especially in the U.S. Open Cup, including a San Jose four three win uh, at, at Interbay Stadium, and then um, a one zero win, which is the one I talked about at Husky Stadium two thousand three, and then uh, a wild match in I think it was twenty twelve because it was right around my birthday where the Sounders won one nothing at Kizar, uh, and I think that's the one where Eddie Johnson punched somebody. I think you're right. Yeah, it's like the most memorable San Jose Sounders match I can really remember. Um, yeah. yeah, in MLS we have 15 wins; they have 11 with eight draws. So, 34 matches in MLS uh, regular season competition. Um, but yeah, I guess we've never played them in the playoffs, right? So, uh, we hold the edge there. Damn yeah, right, we do. Well, before we get into more San Jose talk and your your teaser about San Jose or whatever that may be, let's talk about that Miami game. Yeah. First half was boring. I mean, yeah. DeAndre Ledrin, DeAndre Yedlin was there. That's yeah. That's what I will say. Yeah. Uh, looking good. I miss him. I'm happy for him. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm sure. I mean, I've heard rumblings. Obviously, we would have liked to have him here. Um, it's not that we have a need for him uh, here. I also don't um, think we could probably afford him. And that would, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, too. It's like yeah. the money isn't, isn't really there for Yedlin considering we're not desperate for that position with Alex. Um, but it was great to see him that. Yeah. And obviously we were a few days after our, our semifinal win against New York city FC. So to expect, you know, a full squad, even though we were going to have a week break um, between Miami and now the San Jose com- game coming up to expect a full strength squad um, would be ridiculous. And that's what we fielded, or what we didn't field, right? Yeah, we, a, we, we had one starter. Yeah, and who was that? Uh, that was Ariaga, and, and that was curious to me. I wonder if it's because he's been a little iffy from time to time and they felt he needed minutes, or if it was just you had to have some leader out there with all the backups in there. Cons- yeah, you know what, considering it wasn't Stefan Fry in goal, um, for just organization back there, probably couldn't have backup everybody. Uh, you got to you got to start in the, on the back line for defense, so that that might be why. Um, don't know if Schmetzer's ever given an answer to that. If anyone's asked that question, but why Ariaga was the only one that seems reasonable. Yeah, but it was pretty boring that first half, wasn't it? I was I was there. Right. You were there. Yeah, we couldn't couldn't move the ball well through the midfield. You know, you had a bunch of players who hadn't played together. Uh, several of the players, I think, had no minutes. A few of them had, I think, one had two minutes, one had six minutes. So you were playing players out there that didn't have a lot of time. And then uh, I think Obed might be the one who had the most minutes this season overall, maybe. Uh, yeah, and, he, and I would say besides Ariaga, but then even that, it's like actually Obed's had a lot of minutes. So yeah, yeah, and and then uh, you had uh, just the inability for Will Bruin and Freddie Montero to link up. You know, just I think 
I don't know if they kept having to drop back because they weren't getting what they needed from the midfield, but uh, you know, we, we were dangerous pushing forward a few times, but just the last pass wasn't there. Even the second to last pass wasn't there and just couldn't really put anything together. And it was overall just, yeah, boring. You saw some cool stuff from Yedlin. You saw Leo Chu do a few things that uh, probably made Yedlin think twice about uh, letting him run past him. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, there was not much going on. That's where my eyes were. Was That's why I was watching my boy. He got to start, which I expected with not getting any minutes. Uh, little, I mean, he wasn't even suited for the NYFCS. NYCS. NYCFC. I hate, I don't like, I don't, you got to stop at three, three letters with an acronym. Once you get past three, it gets really annoying. Um, <laughs> NYCFC, LOL. But I, you know, I love Leo Chu. I want the best for him. I want to see this guy. This is guy, I wanted this out of Miguel Montano, who turned out to be, mm. you know, nothing for us. Um, I did love kid. Miguel Montano. Yeah. He, yeah. Had the, he had the name, he had the swag. Uh, he was Brazilian. I'm still but, friends with him on Facebook, weirdly. Oh, let's get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we will probably learn some Portuguese, but, um, but yeah, Leo Chu, man, I, I was happy to see him start and get that many minutes and, and just get some minutes. Right. And, and to see him face up against Yedlin, that's, I yeah. was watching that the whole, the whole match. And that was probably the highlight of the first half, right. Is just watch it for me, at least watching it. You can't take your eyes off Yedlin because you know, it's Yedlin. It's our, right. our, our youngin. And then, and then our project, who who in a few years should ex- we expect him to be DP level? That's that's the point. So um, I was watching that, but then and then the second half made it a little bit more fun. Worth worth the yeah, ticket, we, right? I mean, we had a couple subs uh, on where you uh, kind of I think Lodero and who subbed on with him was it Rui Diaz? No, Lodero came in last. It was Rui Diaz Rui and. In. Someone else came. I I don't have the the things in front of me now, but uh, you saw a difference with our first two subs, and then once they kept making those subs, and you saw uh, us get a bunch of starters out there. I think we had four or five at one point. Uh, we were clearly the better team, but uh, not enough to stop a, an absolutely stunning cross from Yedlin that just right to his his uh, striker who just put it in the net. Um, which is probably why we had to make those subs, to be honest, because we went down one nothing, and it was like, uh-oh. We, we, we would have walked away 0-0 and taken the point, but you get down one nothing, uh, you got to try and get back into that game. Yeah, and and then for all the woes and the lack of minutes, this was a one nothing match, and it took something pretty spectacular from their probably their best player, right? Would you say Yellen's their best player? I don't know their team very well, to be honest, but Yellen's got European European experience and he's got us men's national team experience right they've, uh, they've they've had a bunch of good players i think they're struggling because uh they kind of cheated last year two years and they had uh five dps when you're only allowed three uh based on some side deals and unfortunately for uh, our former scout uh, who is now their general manager we uh, they they aren't going to be able to sign the same type of players they have been able to. So I think it, so he's dealing with the repercussions of that. Right. So Chris Henderson is, is not maybe able to sign the type of players he would like, but yeah, Yedlin, Yedlin clearly was the best player on the field for them. Yeah. And, and then to let's clear what happened in the second half in terms of subs. I'm looking at it now. So both the rolled ons came on for uh, Christian for Atencio and, and Alex for, for Jimmy. 
Uh, it's good to see Jimmy get some minutes. Um, we are yeah. going to need him. Right. Like he he's he's good MLS average quality left back above average. I would say probably when he's fully healthy, he's got he can hit some bangers for sure. We've seen that, but we need we need we can't always expect Rowe to be our left back answer. Right. So Madronda, Madronda is supposed to be that. Then you had Rui Diaz and Rusnak come in basically a minute apart. So the rolled ons mm-hmm. at the same time. And then in the yeah. 70th and 71st, uh, Rui and Rusnak. Rolled on and rolled on, Rui and Rusnak. Wow. How about that? Uh, that was for Bruin and Leva. So definitely saw, I think, a better, better movement, better communication a better game with the Rodons on there. And then it really opened up with Rui Diaz and Rusnak. It just, we weren't able to put anything in the back of the net, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we saw, we saw a lot of ball movement that showed that we, we might get a chance to score, but we just, it it couldn't, couldn't come through with it. And it was a bummer because it looked like a few times we might. Yeah. So are you concerned at all? Did, Did that match mean anything to you? Because it, no. I left the stadium being like, whatever. Those are backups. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to feel the lineup like that unless we have, I mean, we would have had to have, what, nine, ten, ten injuries? Mm-hmm. Nine injuries, maybe, to field a team like that? So, no, I, I'm not too worried about it. Our backups, you know, didn't look great, but hung with, you know, the first team squad of a, another MLS squad. So, yeah, I... It's it's always no fun to drop points, but honestly, we're not playing for um, supporter shields right now. We're playing f- to be the first MLS team ever to win the the uh, Concacaf Champions League and go to the Club World Cup. And that, so I'm glad I'm I'm glad we share the same perspective, <laughs> being podcast friends and friends. But I, after that match and and since then. It, there seems to be a large chunk of the Seattle faithful that were disappointed with it. And I, and I, that's why I don't get why even, uh, O'Shan said he was disappointed. Um, I saw a number of other fans saying they were disappointed, but like, yeah, it was Miami, but that was their best. That's the best they had to give us pretty much. And that was the worst we could field. Wait, it's disappointing we didn't win, especially for a home game, or at least get a point out of it. But we've got bigger fish to fry right now. Like our our whether or not we win the MLS Cup is not going to depend on this one game, right? Right. Uh, we know that we can go on the road and win. We know we can win at home, and we know that we can have. Uh, you know, historically we've had some of the best second halves in MLS history. So, uh, in fact, we had the best half in MLS mm-hmm. history when we made it to the. World Cup one time. World Cup. Whoa, whoa. MLS Cup. When we made it to the World Cup, Chicago, we, we had Chicago such, media. <laughs> we had such a good half. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm not worried about it. We have one job right now, one job, and that is to win Concacaf Champions League. We've talked about it before. That puts the MLS on par with Liga MX. That makes the Sounders a bigger international brand than they already are. It means we're going to be able to bring in better players. Whether or not we beat Miami isn't going to affect if we get a, a transfer target. You know what will? Playing in the Club World Cup. So I'm not worried about it. You know, we did the best we could with the players we had out there. Uh, it wasn't enough. But silver, okay. silver lining, a lot of people with zero minutes got some minutes, and you are going to need individual players 
in certain spots throughout the year. The U.S. Open Cup tournament is going to start muddying the waters after CCL. We're going to have yep. a long... Immediately long, after. Yeah, immediately after. We're going to have a long MLS season that is always a, a, a war of attrition, right? So I, I it, it was more of an exhibition than anything. Leading into... Uh, obviously, you said our, our goal right now is a CCL final, but we do have a, let's say, a speed bump in the way mm. at San Jose. Do you, yeah. you think, no, what do you think about our lineup for San Jose here in a couple of days? We're recording on the 20th. 420. <laughs> yeah, bro. I honestly forgot that it was 420, let alone that that means anything. So yeah. there you have it. Um I did. I did renew my subscription to High Times, though, that I got when I was twelve years old. <laughs> when you were twelve? No, I didn't. I just oh, remember, man. like, that's the kind of magazine that little kid, you know, that that was like the end all be all of marijuana culture. When when I remember when I was, you know, in high school and before, so uh, I never subscribed to it. I, but still, it just it's that stony. Just it's the totally dumb side of marijuana culture. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we will see. You know, obviously. If Ariaga is coming back, we'll see him out there for some minutes in one way or another. Um, sorry, not Ariaga. I, I meant Yamar. Yeah. Uh, who uh, I know you can't meant. see very well, but right there, uh, I have a signed poster by Yamar on my wall right behind my head. So one of my favorite sounders there. Ooh, that is nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him get some minutes. I would love to see us uh, maybe have Rusnak in there just to see him play a little more in the middle and see how, if he can mix things up a little bit. Um, we didn't see any minutes from JP. I, I, it'd be cool to see him get in there even as a super sub at the end, but I think we're going to see largely the same lineup that we had against Miami. So hear me out here since we have five available subs, three subbing opportunities, right? But if you sub out of halftime, mm-hmm. they plus halftime, count, right? Yeah. Put in have five starters. However, Pick insert name here, wherever they are, and five subs. And I'm not too concerned about what I mean. Is it really? I guess I wouldn't know. I'm ignorant. But that taxing to be a keeper for for 90 minutes, and then and then three days later be a keeper again. But no, probably not. But I, I just and maybe it would be good for him to play down there. But let's remember the last time Stephen Fry played at San Jose, he got hurt. Very badly. Oh, the knee. And Alex and Alex Roldan became our keeper. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, the fact, okay, okay, I hear you. But generally, not that's not a a position you're too worried about, um, right? In terms of fatigue in between. No, I, most goalkeepers play every game. Yeah. So my idea is field players. There's ten, right? Field. You have five available subs. So put five starters in, let them play 45 minutes, see what happens, sub them out, and then based on what has happened so far, you can replace starter for starter or starter for sub. I think the reason he does it the other way, like we saw last game where you sub on the starters, is that maybe you don't need them. Maybe it can be a game like at Austin last year, where we had a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old starting out there. 
and they held it down until Rui Diaz can come on and score the game winning goal. So it, it depends on how you look. I think that's what he was hoping for against Miami. But we did just lose. Backup. We did just right. lose. And so right. in the long run, points do kind of matter. I think a one-off, I'm not concerned about. I would be a little bit, I mean, it's not even just the players lost the match. You don't want to go into a final losing two matches. Right, but I would much rather lose two matches than get an injury. Fair enough. We lose one of our players. We don't even. We're not even get a chance to get Concacaf. Rui Diaz gets hurt. I know we made it through earlier in the tournament without him. I I don't see us. Uh, well, we could still advance, but it's not going to be the way it is. It would be very difficult, uh, and we'll need some luck to go our way to advance against a team that's potentially this good without a star player like Rui Diaz. That's fair enough. I, I didn't really think about just injuries in general from field players and that, that can happen randomly. So I guess maybe reverse my thought. I just like the numbers. I like the numbers. Five and five. You have five opportunities. There's 10 players. It's easy math. But yeah, yeah I, I get what, I get what you're saying. And, and, and who knows, who knows what Schmetz will decide to do here. Um, you know, I, I think you will see, I think you're going to see a squad that's largely the same as last time with maybe a few changes, maybe get a couple more starters out there, but um, you know, you need minutes for more minutes for a guy like Madronda, who's barely played any. True. Because, I mean, honestly, he is the number two at that position, and he sh- he would be starting over Rowe if or not starting, but playing in front of Rowe in in the depth chart if he were healthy. And then you can keep Rowe further up rather than having to play him at the back. Not that he's been bad. I mean, I think we we talked about how he struggled in the beginning, but he's been pretty solid after that. Yeah, I think after third or fourth match, or maybe even like the second match, I think the first Motagua like one was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, mostly fine. I mean, a little bit of miscommunication in the New York City FC uh, sloppy goal sure. where he didn't head it and Ariago was standing around and uh, Reagan was ball watching for a second and then, and then got into action. But, but if it wasn't but also for his butt cheeks. We might have uh, had a, a scarier leg too against New York. So, absolutely. So, Ro- um, Rose been great. Shout out to Rose Butt Cheeks. <laughs> shout out to Rose. Truly, truly Seattle treasures. On the whole, he's been great. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get it. No. But, butt joke on the whole. Uh... Uh, preparation. <laughs> preparation A through G have been a complete failure. Mm. And so now I present to you Preparation H. All right, moving on. Here's here, here, <laughs> uh, let's, not, let's, let's not move on from San Jose, though, because oh. I looked up the betting odds on this, just not that, that we're gambling. Um, I, just, I was no just, me. I was, yeah, I mean, we can, right? We, we do now, if you go to the Indian casinos, can bet on sports, but you have to be there in person. But uh, the betting odds have... Uh, the best odds they say is for a tie. So um, that's what the betters are expecting. The second most likely, most likely outcome would be a Sounders win. And then of course a San Jose win would be the the least likely of those three scenarios. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see what happens. And I think it it, like you're worried about like, who who are we going to start? How are we going to do it? I think that will determine what happens. I don't want to lose another game. It frustrates me. The The Austin game we lost was at Austin was very frustrating. Um, 
the home loss against Miami would be more frustrating. Did I we think draw? Just having been we there, draw. We drew against Austin. Oh, we ended up drawing. You're right, but we should have lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I um, I am not sure exactly uh, what will happen. I obviously am hoping for a win because I will be in the stadium. I used to live down there, and I am going back to visit friends and go to my first ever uh, Sounders versus San Jose game in San Jose. Surprisingly, since I left the Bay Area way before the Sounders existed, I've not been to an Earthquakes game, not even when they played at Buckshaw, which was my home stadium in college because I went to Santa Clara. Hmm. So I always saw them play back in the day, a long time ago, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I was watching them play at Spartan Stadium, where San Jose State is, I mean, San Jose State's football stadium. So it's it's going to be uh, really cool to see their new stadium. Thankfully, because they're playing in it, we're not going to hear all their dumb fans honking when they score a goal like they did when they couldn't be inside the stadium during COVID. Um, we're not going to have a situation where the MLS changes the rules around showing fans on MLS broadcasts because during COVID, there were, you could only have one feed, and it was the away team's feed, I think it was, or whatever team they decided was going to be the feed. So both teams had to show that feed. Oh, it was the home tees feed. And so what happened was Seattle, of course, beat them. Was it 7-1 to one or 8-1 to one or something? Whatever, some crazy score. But because San Jose had to use our feed, every single time that we scored in those seven or eight goals, they saw our Zoom room that I was hosting for the Sounders where all the fans were going nuts. <laughs> so over and over again on the San Jose broadcast, they had to watch Sounders fans cheering. And they complained enough that the league got rid of that and you could no longer show Sounders fans on those broadcasts. So um, I'd love to see us get a little revenge. Go in there, get a win, get a win from me, um, get a win. Uh, get the camera to, on you while you're there and then after we score. Yeah, just maybe I'll off. tear off my shirt and dance around. Put, like, Remember that Zoom party on your chest? Yeah. <laughs> Collins Ultras. Yeah, so... So, yeah, I'm hoping for a win because I'm going to be there in person. And and one of the reasons I don't travel as much is I'm too invested in the outcome. I have a really hard time going to a game. And if we lose, being like, well, that was worth the money. I just, it's hard. Now, because I'm going to San Jose, I'm going to get to visit really good friends. You know, I lived down there for five years. It's okay. It'll be fine. You would have gone. That's also. You go to San Jose without the Sounders. Right. So that's right. A, so maybe the Sounders um, game is a bonus. So it's a good way to put it. It's a bonus, right. Versus if I had gone to the second Toronto uh, US uh, MLS Cup, yeah. or if I'd gone to Columbus, I would have been really bummed. I only went to the first where we won. Um, I, you know, imagine spending thousands, if not thousands of dollars to travel to a different country to watch my team play and, and lose uh, the end-all, be-all of games. It would be devastating. So... This is just going to be fun. I'm going to I'm going to have fun. I'm going to hope we win and uh love to see us just going and take some points. For sure, for sure. Speaking of points, let's talk about that Pick'em league that we have going on. I'll, I'll start with so we have picks already in for this week, but you still have time. It's in the the, the show description. Just look down, scroll down. You can join us. Tons of weeks left. We had a a, a new player join uh the week prior. They earned a couple points. Uh, people get them wrong. People forget that we're going to throw some bonus ones in them. Maybe when we you know, get into more some 
U.S. Open Cup matches. We'll throw some bonus points in there to see uh, if he can catch up. But I will start. Is this with- our first show since we it was we we didn't talk about it though. We had the bonus round for the USA match back back in the day, right? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago we did when we put USA played Mexico. We did a little bonus one, so it's it's been. Did a that few turn weeks. out good? Did people enter in stuff for that? Yeah, yeah. No, that turned. Uh, no one got it right. Everyone expected a goal, <laughs> <laughs> and there it was nothing. <laughs> Uh, nothing to yeah, nothing, not as Americans would say. Um, but yeah, I'll let you know. So far, we have an 83.3% Sounders win. Not San Jose mm-hmm. win, not a drop. But that means somebody, I believe somebody, chose San Jose. So someone's thinking uh, outside of their fandom. I mean, San Jose's hot. They, you know, they, they, what they tied Nashville, who we've seen already, is a very good team. They won their U.S. Open Cup match. They're getting that boost from having a new coach. And let's not forget, they have Ibobise. Ibobise? Is that how you pronounce his name? As their forward, former Portland player. Don't look at me. Them oh, 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 man. Oh, 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 Obama. 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 He is, he is sorry. not only I'm sorry, is he dude. a great Not only is he a great player, he's just an awesome human being. So it's I obviously I don't want him to score, but I can never root against him just because of how cool of a person he is. Um, that I'm glad he's not with the crummiest club. But, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Again, well, I, just I choose not to speak about them, especially with what they're doing. Um, <laughs> but top three, top three, the Sanders scuttle up pick them right now. We got Judders. I know something Bruin was uh, in first place for a while, I think pretty much from the start. But it's uh, 42 points for Judders. Hey, Poop Dollar. That's me. Poop Dollar 41. And then something brewing at 40. Uh, you, Seattle Grendel's at 21. That's probably because a couple weeks you forgot. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But we're just going to make sure you forget one of these weeks. And then everything will even out. pretty hard to forget when you create it. <laughs> Every <laughs> single week. I spend like, all right, folks. I, I, there's a ton of like pick them type leagues out there. But they inundate you with ads and, and a bunch of BS. So this is yours truly on Google Sheets. Every week, either a Sunday night or a Monday while I'm at work, dual monitors, praise work, Jesus, um, do it, formulating all these. So I'm spending a lot of time on these. That's why we're going to keep doing it. I think it's fun. It's going to keep growing. Um, but I'm not going to forget because <laughs> I am drafting this for about one and a half hours every Monday. Um, but yeah, it's a ton of fun. Join the league. We might, as, as it keeps growing. Maybe join, create a Discord or a space or, or something for Scuttlebutters to Scuttlebutt, whether it be about mm. Pick'em, about the show, anything like that. Twitter's great, but it is just kind of throwing pebbles in a pond. Sometimes they get a big ripple. Sometimes it just sinks to the bottom. So it'd be great to get a, our, our community as we grow. Uh, this is only uh, well, this will be considered our 13th episode. We do have our bonus one coming out with uh, with Nick that we mentioned earlier for Pumas. But yeah, um, we want to we want to grow the scuttlebutt community. It's all about talking about the Sounders. We aren't analytical. We aren't. Uh, we can be at times, I guess. But it's really just turn the mics on and talk about the club we love with people that love it. How do you feel about this show? You want to wrap it up? You want to get into port? Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a good time. Uh, you know, go Sounders, man! I'm I'm excited to go see them in a new stadium where I've never seen them play before. So let's hope they show out for me. Yeah, share some pictures. All right, man. Well, where where can they find you as a human being on Twitter? Uh, they oh, on Twitter. I was, I was 
Yeah, they can find me in South Seattle, located shortly off the Othello Light Rail stop. Uh, you can get me at Legal Minded Punk on Twitter. That is also my name on Instagram and um, HotOrNot.com. Uh, let's not forget about Only Undies. Um, what are some of those other like okay. scene or not? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Friendster. At, at, uh, at I first, am I um, Friendster. Serious, and I was like, we did not discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I would, I way, don't. OnlyFans isn't doing that anymore, so you can. <laughs> uh, my OnlyFans is at Hot Sounders fan that loves Rose buttocks. You can find Stop me there. Right. I no, I, uh, I don't even think Friendsters around. I mean, I know Friendsters. I don't even think Hot or Not's around anymore. That that was a, a, a long time ago. In fact, that was out the last time I lived in San Jose. So. Um, you can find me at those two places. Yeah, it's called, about it's called Tinder. That's 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 very true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on Tinder, man. I'm single. I uh, I asked a young woman if she uh, was going to unionize her Starbucks shop because uh, no, <laughs> that's what I do. I spend I spend my time when I should be dating trying to unionize folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find you? That's why you're single. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not, yeah. First date, are you in a union? <laughs> <laughs> Should have swiped left. Um, I'm just basically on, apparently my wife reminds me I have an Instagram. It's got like five photos of us from 10 years ago. Uh, but mm. I think it's also the same handle, at A-A-R-O-N-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. Yeah, the one, the one thing I will say is that absolutely... Uh, you are on at Aaron Inglely wow. <laughs> on there, but also you are on uh, as Scuttlebutt name as well. So uh, you have several. Scuttlebutt Pro is your other one. So what? either way, there's Scuttlebutt Pro, which is Scuttlebutt Productions that comes up as your name. So at some point, you have a bunch uh... of beers and also made another one that you don't remember. No, I remember that. No, I remember that. No, I. So I think it's time to log in on both of those and get going with some pictures. I just you got a cute kid. I, I just suck at I just suck at Instagram, which yeah. I guess is just using your thumbs on your phone, which is what you do all day, every day, especially when you poop. Anyway, speaking of poop and butts, this is the end of Scuttlebutt. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure, and 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 be on the lookout in about one day if you're listening to this uh, as soon as we publish it for the episode regarding Pumas with Nicholas Biella. That's right, Cameron. Been a pleasure. Have a good night, my friend. Have a good night, everybody. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt, and for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders! Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.